spit or swallow? I would say swallow. I feel like it's easier to clean up. It might not be the most sanitary thing to do, but it's already in your mouth. So just, just take it down. You're okay. <laughs> I'm sure you've eaten worse things. I kind of like spitting because it's a little hotter. Like just letting it all come out. It's really hot. Swallow. Because it comes great. And spitting it is like... I don't know. If you're gonna put in the effort to make a guy come and you're gonna have it in your mouth in the first place, you might as well swallow it. If you didn't want it in your mouth and you didn't want to swallow it, you should have just like let it come all over your hand. Swallow. swallow. Like, I remember that I used to date this guy who would brush his teeth after eating my pussy and I was like, how dare you? Like, I want you wearing that all day. So, I mean, by that extension, I, I never spat after feeling the, the heated insult of, of someone rejecting the way you taste. It depends. Sometimes when I have sex, if if the jizz hits my mouth and I'm like, mm, you take care of yourself, and I also have like nowhere to really put it right now, I will swallow it. But typically, I am somebody who like spits it out and like makes a mess and puts it all over my face and stuff. But it really depends on the dude. Spit because I can't swallow. I get very allergic to cum. And it's actually pretty sad. I, I do swallow, but when I swallow, I, like, get sick and I'm just, like, miserable afterwards. Like, my insides will get hot and, like, I'll get, like, a really upset stomach and I just... And anything like that I eat, it's just, nope, it won't stay in my stomach. Honestly, swallow, just the cleanup. <laughs> yeah, nothing sexual, just, you know, purely... If you, yeah, if you spit, there's, like, cleaning products. You gotta shower now and, yeah, it's no good. Most of the time, like 98% of the time, I am swallow. Lord, I've had a good laugh, and I think I lived it right. Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down the hill. Seven out of ten chicks follow. <laughs> I, was, I was just sitting there listening to that shit. I'm like, how did I get here in life? <laughs> how did I get here? As the days go by. Oh, yeah, no. that's, that's the song. Yeah. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Kids, welcome to another Let Them Burn. Hey, McTubus, I gotta I gotta throw some stuff up here. Uh, first, there's this. That's a great costume there, Rob. Why, thank you, sir. Uh, that costume that's in the thumbnail was part of a, a production, a performance, that the belly in it dancer and I put together. And it is actually titled Dance with the Devil. Because when you dance with the devil, devil don't change, devil changes you. And we had our debut performance last Saturday. So almost a week ago. We've rehearsed it a bunch of times and what we wanted to do. And there's a lot of props involved. And <clears throat> it's a dance, but it's mostly theater with a little bit of dance thrown in. There's no words spoken. Everything is kind of mimed. And from my end, wearing a completely black mask with the devil horns over it, all that, you can't see my expressions other than my hands gesturing, the wings flapping, things like that. But she's the one because she is the spotlight of the show, of the production. And it's her transformation at the very beginning of the performance where she's wearing white and silver, like a white mask and silver outfit. And 
she gradually changes even though she tries to change the devil or me in this case and i never change i i'm still the black-winged demon and by the very end of it uh she's got horns she's got a black mask she's got feathers around her neck that are red and black a black skirt a red bra versus a white bra and all that is all that change is done in about seven minutes, which is how long the production is. It's the length of a, a couple songs that I mixed together. And listening to the audience, uh, the the cheers, the gasps, the the hoots and hollers, when she comes out pretty much fully transformed is was it was it was pretty fucking phenomenal. Given that it was the first time we've ever showed this to the public. And there were a couple minor hiccups. Uh, the audience never saw it. It was more stuff that she and I realized, oh, I thought we were doing this, but now we're doing this instead. And you kind of roll with it and nobody notices. There was only one spot where when I go to crown her with her horns and show her off as this new demon, my fucking wing knocked them off the goddamn table and I had to scoop them up. And I still, you know, got around her in time to the music to where it needed to be. But that was probably the only major faux pas that the audience would have noticed. Everything else, it actually went very flawless for a first-time debut. And the fun thing is, not this Saturday coming up, but next Saturday, we're going to show it again. We have another performance, another venue to do it in. And all I know is when I came out... <clears throat> And was waiting for our turn to do our set because there was a lot of people doing a lot of different dances. And the funny thing is about the dances, they were all kind of Halloween themed, but they were funny. They were cute. They were comical. And we were like fifth in line. Our, ours was like almost to intermission. And I'm sitting there in full regalia. I'm in my full costume. Everybody saw it. And you really have to see it in, in person to really truly appreciate it. Because in the picture, yeah, you can see the wings. You can kind of see the horns and the black that I'm in. But the kilt that I'm wearing covers up the leather pants that when I take certain stances, I kind of you know spread my legs, let my balls hang. The leather pants and the platform boots that I have on, it's it's fucking amazing. So I go from like five foot four to five foot seven. It's great. You know, I wanted to get some like Gene Simmons boots, but either they didn't have them or I couldn't afford them because I wanted like seven inch heels. I wanted some fucking big ass fucking boots, but couldn't find them in time. So I had to make do with something else. But when we were leaving, because we decided at intermission, we were going to leave because we did our part and we kind of knew what the other performances were going to be. Because these are a lot of the same dance troops, a lot of the same uh, people, same performers. So when we were leaving, as I was walking out, I'm still in costume at that point. And I've got all these, you know, strangers, all these people coming up and, oh my God, dude, you know, that was such a great performance. You know, that's a great costume. And I'm like, oh, thank you, you know, because you hear them, but at the same time, you don't when you're in the spotlight when you're on the stage when you're doing the performance you 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 know they're there but you kind of tune them out because you're focusing on whatever it is you need to do 
And so while I could hear them, it was almost background. And it was it was more eye-opening to be walking amongst them as I was getting ready to leave and hear the comments and the compliments and whatnot. But <clears throat> when I was sitting there waiting, waiting for my turn, waiting for our turn, like I said, everyone else was cute or funny or both. Ours had maybe a couple tiny minutes, you know, kind of a few seconds of humor, but really it wasn't humorous. Ours was very sexy. It was very seductive is what it was. It, it was borderline. We were PG-13 borderline rated R. That it's like this probably belongs in a burlesque show versus a family friendly type of show is how I looked at it. And this next week, I found out the venue that we're going to be playing in is a Presbyterian church. And I'm just like, oh man, this is going to be fucking great. We're actually going to be on stage in a Presbyterian church. It's like, oh man, I'm going to come in in this devil outfit and we're going to dance and pretty much grope each other and do some other shit that's pretty fucking risque. It'll be a good time though. But uh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, this for performances, Halloween or yes. Uh, it's mostly for performance when it comes to this particular attire. Uh, the wings are huge. I, you, you have to see them to appreciate them. And you know what that reminds me of that whole dance you were talking about. Mm. It reminds me of that, that one part in the movie legend where Mia Sarah is, is dancing with that uh that mannequin inside that uh the black dress and they do like a couple turns and she and she becomes the uh the mannequin in a black dress you ever seen that what the movie legend legend oh legend yeah God damn, i haven't seen that in oh you're you're talking about the tom cruise one right yeah, yeah. where where he not tom cruise but tim curry was the devil Yes. Oh, yeah, and the girlfriend transforms from the innocent girl to the to the demon girl. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like that. The only difference is where she betrayed the devil in legend and, you know, kind of yeah. saved everybody, really, when she cut the unicorn loose instead of cutting off its horn. Uh, in, in our version, uh, no, she gets enslaved. Oh, nice. Yeah, in fact, I'm glad you brought that up because she has one of those uh, stainless steel chokers that you have to screw on. Yeah. They don't just, you know, attach like a chain. It's it's right. stainless steel choker mm. that she comes out wearing during, you know, the very beginning of the show. She That's one of the consistent props she has on. And at the very end with... with uh, a certain amount of timing when the song gets ready to end kind of as the, uh, the climax, I guess I walk up to her and I have a leash in my hand and I fucking snap it right through that. that <laughs> and then I walk her, you know, I lead her off stage. I throw the chain over my shoulder and walk her off stage. Man, those Presbyterians are not going to like that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Fuck them. Aren't those well, the snake it, handlers? And it's not just going to be, you know, Presbyterian people. There's, I, I know the person who's the, uh, the head bitch in charge of the production, you know, cause she's kind of putting it on and I know the other people she's inviting. And so while I think ours is going to be probably one of the racier, uh, productions at the same time, 
I know most of the people that are going to be coming to the show are predominantly heathen. And so that's like, yeah, there might be a handful of, Oh, you know, so you'll be in, you'll be in good company. Oh yeah, totally dude. No, this is a very, this community of carnies is it's, it's a pretty good sized group and there's a lot of variety between acro yoga people and belly dancers and fire performance and all this other kind of stuff. There's a lot of people, but the group itself is actually pretty insular and it's pretty small, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, it's so, a- it will be seeing mostly familiar faces. There might be a handful of Presbyterians that show up and shit their pants, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm all like, I'm, uh, I'm for it. It's a small party and you're not invited. <laughs> Yet everybody you can watch. Is. Yeah, you can watch. You can watch. Yeah, that's more like what it is, is you can watch. You know, but you're not, you're not, you know, you're going to sit in the Lincoln chair while you do it, you know. Oh, the Pentecostal is snake handlers. Okay. Yeah, that's the snake handlers. Thanks, John. Mm, Presbyterian. I don't know what Presbyterian is. They're like Baptist. Uh, they're not know. Mormon. And, and here in Utah, as long as they're not Mormon, it'll be fine. That's the thing. If, if they'd have told me, oh, this is going to be in a Mormon church, I'd have been like, oh, boy, this is going to be really fun. You know, it's going to be really interesting if we do in the Mormon church. But no, uh, the the Mormons were probably either this woman didn't even bother approaching them, which is probably the case, or they were smart enough to go, oh, it's heathens and they're going to show flesh and skin. And yeah, we don't want any of that nonsense here because we might, you know, we might corrupt the chillin'. Can't have the, you know, we got to think of the chillin'. Think of the children. That's right. Got to think of the kids. Why do we always have to think? Look, I'm I'm a parent. I don't understand why I always got to think of the kids. I barely think of my kid. Like that's a that's a lot of work. Just mine. Why do I got to think about mine and everyone else's? I don't know. Well, you know, it's just it's just one of those arguments to persuade you because if you don't think of the kids, well, then you're a cold-hearted bastard, which you are. But it's now you've outed yourself to the world as being a cold-hearted bastard, which I know you personally don't care. But a lot of people deep down know they're cold-hearted bastards, but they don't want the world to know that they're a cold-hearted bastard. And so the think of the children argument is a way to get you on board with whatever the cause is. Because whatever else they brought up, you went, yes, so what else you got? And then they throw that one out there. Well, think of the children. Yeah, it's the village. There it is right there. It, yeah, the village. It's yeah. the village, and, and Dame brought it up too, Cult of the Child. <clears throat> that's that's Ugh. it. And, you know, and that's a good point. There's a couple of things. Uh, I want to get back to some of these guys with what they're saying because this is a good kind of segue. But before we get there, mm-hmm. one thing I do want to say is it was really – not only was it fun doing the show, which – Interestingly enough, I don't know about you, Bull, if you've ever performed or if there's other guys. I think Mictubus has probably done some type of performance, whether in a band or theater or whatever. And I've done theater and band. I've done all that kind of stuff. And by band, no, I'm not talking, you know, the 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 school band, you know, the band camp. Band. Yeah, not that. <laughs> I actually had a band back in the day. So I was the lead guitarist and lead singer. Lead singer, not by choice, but out of necessity because I couldn't find someone that could play something 
and then be the singer as well. I knew guys that could sing, but I didn't want just a solo singer. It's like, no, nah, I need you to play something, either play the what drums. Was the, what was the name of your band? Excruciator. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's very we, we were We were angry. We were very angry, angry young okay. men. Yeah, our music wasn't quite as fast as Metallica. We were a little slower, but we were heavy. When, when I hear of gent bands and some of these others that are now very popular, and I'm like thinking, man, that's the kind of shit I had in my head back in the day. This goes back to, you know, the early 90s, the late 80s. But we kind of, not that we pioneered it, because clearly we never went anywhere, so we didn't pioneer it. But that was kind of my vision back in the day. It wasn't about super fast. I didn't want to be thrash where it's just a bunch of screaming and play as fast as you can, which, you know, there's bands. Yeah, I, that, I mean, I like that. I like thrash, but there's like, me, like there's a time and place for that. Like, right. Have to be in a mood, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't always in the mood, whether it was listening to it or playing it. That I liked it a little bit slower and heavier. And so, you know, we played a bit slower, but it was real heavy. We were more like a cross between Metallica and Wasp, old, early Wasp, like from their debut album, where they were just pissed. Okay, that was us. Oh, and throw some satanic references in there, you know, throw a little nod to black metal in there, because we, we did a lot of singing about Satan. Wow, my how how little I've changed since I'm playing the character of Satan in a fucking performance now. But anyway, it was really fun doing it. We, I didn't get the jitters before we went on stage, which was a first. Maybe it's because we'd rehearsed it so much that it just didn't bother me. Um, maybe I was so focused on doing such a good job that I didn't get nervous until literally till it was over. When we walked off, then the jitters hit me. Then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm jittering now. Before that, it's like, no, I'm fine. Let's just do this. And even when there were little minor mistakes that the audience could never tell, they would never know. When we knew it, that it was like, oops, well, you did this. And oops, I did that. Oh, well, whatever. You just keep going. I never got jittery or like super amped up or stage fright or anything until literally as I was walking off the stage, then it hit me. Talk about a delayed reaction that I'm like, wow, that's different. I'm usually kind of like, here we go. We're doing this. You know, <laughs> you start getting jittery when you go up. Now, nah, man, everything went so fast that I didn't have time to get nervous until literally as it finished. Then I was nervous. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Body, this is weird. You're getting jittery and yet we're done. You know, it's over. Everybody's clapping and applauding and you're walking off stage and now you're fucking nervous. What the hell? So that was interesting. And it's really interesting being off the internet or being off Twitter, at least off social media for that whole time frame, because we were rehearsing a couple times before the show. There was some wardrobe difficulties, especially for me, because I had to pack these fucking wings in and the, the dressing area was less than ideal. And so it's one of those you know, adapt and overcome situations that I'm like, fuck, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to go dress over here or something. You know, you didn't have time to think. It's just, fuck, I got to get dressed. I got to do this. But being off the internet and then coming back on like Monday after the high is worn off, because we were fucking giddy about it the whole weekend after it was over. We stayed up 
Saturday night into Sunday morning to like three, four o'clock in the morning. And we were just fucking high from the, you know, that it went well. It went really well for a debut performance when we were anticipating some major fuck ups and they didn't happen and everything just went really smooth. And so I was like, you know, for a debut performance, that was a really good job. Everything went overall went really smooth. It was really well done. People, like I said, complimented them, complimented me, complimented her. And it's just like, man, that's great. And so we were up till three, four o'clock in the morning. And then Sunday, wake up and we start talking about the next performance, which again is in like another week, almost two weeks. Right before Halloween, we're going to do that show at the Presbyterian Church. And we've been focusing on that, that I haven't had a lot of time to be on the internet. And so when I get on and I see that nothing has changed. Yeah, I was about to say, you you didn't miss anything. Not one fucking thing. And I'm just like, and it was literally that, that sad trombone shit. It was that. Because I'm just like, wow, really, guys? Really? Nothing's changed for you, you know, that I'm just like, oh, my God. Here I am out having the time of my life, and motherfuckers are arguing with strangers on the Internet. And it's just like, do you not have anything better to do? Well, the God. sand people are at it again. But Well, yeah, they've I heard always been, They've always been at it. They've been at it for a while. My grandpa, he was like, he told me a long time ago when I was – I don't know. I was probably like 11 or 12 years old and it's always stuck with me. He's like, those people have been at each other's throats for a thousand years. Yeah. We were even born. Oh, he's like, they're going to be at each other's throats a thousand years after we die. Oh Nothing's yeah. It's going to change. Nothing's That's my grandpa. Dude. I was like, I was like 11 or 12. Like, okay. Yeah. No dude. I, you know, I had to go in early when this whole sand people versus the others decided to be a thing again, you know, the cold war went hot. Yeah. I had to go in and fucking mute a bunch of words and phrases. Cause I was like, Oh hell no, I'm not having this all over my timeline. Not a fucking <laughs> chance. And most of it I, I got that. It's like, okay, I'm not seeing any of that shit because like you said, it's been going on forever. Cause I, all I can figure about the whole sand people versus others is it started as a magic dirt fight. Yeah. Who has the right to have the magic dirt? My magic dirt, not yours. Right. Yeah, exactly. This is our magic dirt, not your magic dirt. And they started killing each other over the magic dirt. Well, then that transformed, or, you know, I'm not saying the magic dirt theory is still not a thing, but it also turned into a blood feud like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah. Because, oh, you killed my dad or your people killed my dad or your tribe fucking did something to my tribe, my tribe. And so it's war without end. It's like, man, the only way you're going to stop that is you have to glass over. I was just about to say that. Just glass them all. You you do. But even (laughs) last parking lot, that place. Well, and it's not even the magic dirt place you have to glass over because you're going to have people here in the U.S. You're going to have people in other parts of the world. That for whatever reason, whether it's a family tie, they're going to be pissed because you glassed over their brother, their sister, their mother, their dad, whoever it is, their third cousin removed. And they're going to be pissed about that because that's how people are. And so they're going to want to continue the Hatfield and McCoy fight. It, it literally would require almost an entire annihilation of the entire population of the planet 
mm. in today's world to end that conflict because there's always going to be somebody, even if they don't live there, even if they, they've never stepped foot on the magic dirt, they're going to be like, hey, you killed mine. And I'm just like, man, this is so fucking pointless. This is stupid. And that's why I had to go in early and just start muting phrases and words where... What's worse than fighting over magic dirt? Fighting over magic dirt in the abstract. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what, Swerve? You, you nailed it, buddy. Right there. They can't make me care. I care. I care more. I actually care more about what kind of bikini Kate Ann's going to post more than... Right! I Same here. I want that over there. I want to see, you know, the next picture of <laughs> selfies before she goes out and eats steak and sushi. Yeah. Right. That's far more entertaining and interesting to me than what's going on in the and magic. Even then, group. that's still pretty low on the list. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> mm. oh. What is McTubbis name? Bro, He's much deeper and very much connected, much connected to other recent reason. events. Look up. No, I don't want to look up shit. Look, I, I, I don't do homework. I'm not doing homework, uh, McTubbis. Well, right. here, this is what you do. Get you some pencils or whatever. Write a book report. Post it on post it on uh, Twitter so I can ignore it. And there the best know. part is he'll use certain phrases and words. That if, if any of those magic phrases show up, I'll never see it. <laughs> it's true because I was very meticulous when it came to this particular subject. That he I'm had just, me going for. I, I have to admit, he had me going for a minute. Then he said, "Then he said, look up." I'm like, "No, no, he lost me. No, 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 no. He, he lost me, at bro. <laughs> <laughs> he lost you, at bro. You didn't have the fucking time for that. Bro. That's right, hey, bro. I didn't even bro. see the combo. <laughs> That's right. Didn't even see it. It's like we're not brothers. <laughs> uh, the only thing that would have been better is if he just said we. <laughs> we. Return. <laughs> Return. Oh, Jesus. Look at this. My muted words list is over 100. No joke. Kate, I'll tell you what. Mine's not nearly that impressive. That's impressive. Half those words she can't even pronounce, so it doesn't even. Well, I don't know. Maybe, you know, she she's intelligent enough. She probably could pronounce them. But here's the thing I've learned. Phrases are a beautiful thing. You can take phrases which covers a whole plethora of fucking magic words. And instead of a hundred muted words, you have like 12, like I do. And it's just phrases and that shit, it, it catches every one of them, man. It literally it's, it's, it's bliss. I'm telling you it's really bliss. See, and even McTubus, he can't be bothered to write a book report. Just like we can't be bothered to read it. <laughs> there this is the tribe of can't be bothered that's who we all are that's and honestly if, if mctubus did have the time to do such a thing well mistakes have been made that's all i can say yeah that's all i gotta think about. it's like you got time to do that really mctubus he, he doesn't he doesn't have the time trust <laughs> he, he doesn't me. have time he's got like eight kids like what the fuck is he gonna do yeah well he has like 12 you know <laughs> plus he's crotchety and he's old so he, he is old and crotchety shit <laughs> Oh, shit. Is this the real Jack Napier? It sure looks like his avatar. Is this is this the man from the Netherlands, or is this an imposter? Somebody look that up. He said, yes, I'm real, damn it. That, that doesn't mean like anything. That doesn't sound like him. No, it doesn't sound like him. Yep, okay, there we go. There's there's the, the voice. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, here we go. Our favorite ba- Bangladeshi fucking okay. species panda. Yeah. The, the fucking guy that I told him like a week ago, dude, you need to tune in because I have something in the intro for you. And he hits me up today and says, I ain't going to make it, dude. I'm busy. And then oh. here the motherfucker shows up. All right. All right. I, I see how it is, Panda. All right. Yeah, you can't you know what? I'm, I'm going to play, I'm gonna play it. I'm going to play this intro because he showed up because I have questions. So here we go. On today's episode of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. On today's episode of Oh Shit. intros in the first half hour <laughs> i don't know what was happening in that last part laser removal they were taking rust off of a piece of metal that sound i was hypnotized by it man i was like i was oh, too i was like let's keep watching the greatest this. sound in the world here in that yeah, let's just watch that let's do like yeah, a shit. <laughs> we'll do a react oh. video like a live broadcast react video just that for like an oh man can you imagine putting that on fucking loop <laughs> yeah i can go to sleep with it to that shit that's, that's my asmr right there right right what i it's saw either, either I that just... or like a c-130 gunship shooting yeah. a Gatling gun mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> yeah no that that one was great but that's why i had to that was the part dante that i needed to know is like is this you you know because i'll tell you i had to i had to edit that down to that just that little segment so it would pass the censorship of you oh, that was some ear that was some major ear rape right there dude uh, you know what i beg to differ she and he did a good fucking job that's where i was like man 
Is this what goes on in the Philippines? Because if it is, I need to come visit because that shit was crazy. You got to see the whole thing, man. That's the thing. That's I had to edit it because otherwise I didn't make the censor. You know, the the fucking YouTube was like, fuck you. I don't know. I just have a have an issue with a man hitting a, hitting notes that high. Dude, I, you know, I used to be that way, but then I got secure in my manhood. And I don't give a shit if the guy can hit the high notes, if he can go falsetto. Dude, I've heard I've heard a guy, I you know, I need to make a, an intro just for you, Bull. No, Where a guy sings uh, one of the songs from Whitney Houston. Not only does he hit her notes, he fucking hits Mariah Carey fucking levels of notes, oh. dude. And yeah, it's fucking insane. And it's, but he nails that girl, it. That girl can shatter fucking glass. Yeah, well, the dude could almost shatter glass. That's what I mean. I was like, damn, I need to go to the Philippines. Dante, this you? Damn it. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> you think they do all day while working the rice fields? <laughs> Practicing. <laughs> they sing in the rice fields. Well, you know, you got to kill the the irritation somehow. You know, you got to kill the the oppression and the the. You got to stop the mosquitoes from biting somehow. I mean, right. You know, maybe if you can hit that range, it keeps the mosquitoes away. It's like mosquito repellent. That hey, I just figured out how they can survive malaria. It's not because they've developed immunity to it or they got a shot in the arm or it's something. Not because of sickle cell. Yeah, it's they. Yeah, no shit. We need to figure out a cure for that. Black people need to hit those high notes. That'll stop sickle cell. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, you know what? You're probably right, Dante. And the thing is, I actually like the Bee Gees. I, the, you know, but then again, that's me showing my age. That I mean, they're you know, all right. kids, hey, they're all right. If you go and look and you type in like uh, Barry uh, Gibb. And find out not only is a singer, but the songwriter, and you start looking into the fucking songs he's wrote, that he never sang. He gave them to someone else or sold them to someone else. And there's some real popular songs that other people, you know, bought the rights to or whatever, or that we know of that, oh, this is this person's song. Actually, no, it's fucking Barry Gibb. You know, the dude was a genius when it came to all that. Well, that's kind of common though in uh, the music business. Like you'll have you'll have performers that really don't write their own stuff, their own material, but they they just buy it off somebody else. Right. No, and, I, and I'm trying to think of there's <clears throat> a dude. Shit, what was his name now? He co-wrote or even wrote song Desmond Child. That's his name, Desmond Child. Okay, I and that that's got to be a pen name as far as I'm concerned. But you go back to like the 70s and the 80s and maybe even the early 90s. Desmond Child was a songwriter. That's what he does. And yet you go and look at Kiss, the band, their discography, and you start going through the notes and start looking around. And what do you see? Paul Stanley and Desmond Child. Desmond Child. Paul Stanley and Desmond Child. Gene Simmons and Desmond Child. And these are songs that Kiss made millions off of, you know? The songs that were just written by Paul or Gene, they were like, it's good on the album, but you're never going to hear it on the radio. But all the songs you heard on the radio, I'll bet you almost every one of them, Desmond Child's name's in there somewhere. Oh my God, John got one. Look at this motherfucker here. You got one, dude. Yep. Islands in the stream. Yep. That was a ba- that was a Barry Gibbs song. 
Absolutely. Bryce and Pinoy Lady Boys shaped their GDP. Singing falsetto is a must-have. Speaking of Pinoy Lady Boys, <laughs> Nick isn't here. Is I he? Guess we, uh, uh, no, Nick, he's not here. Not yet. Nick's, Nick's not here. I mean, he's no. He, what, he's raising he's money. To, he's trying to raise money for his his, for his trip. Um, yeah, his annual trip to uh, to Florida. Pinoy Lady Boy, Pinoy Lady Boyville. Yeah, Nick's busy grifting at the moment. But according to him, yeah, it's the last hurrah for the the grift. So he might make it. But we'll see. You know, he he still has about another hour or so, and he'll probably show up and be like, "Hey, fellas, what's up?" You know, acting like I've always been here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's how I look at it, though, kids. <clears throat> what is the lesson tonight? I have no lesson for you other than, man, just have a life, have some hobbies other than arguing with strangers on the internet. Because I'm telling you, the high I had from doing the performance and just we were talking about things to tighten up and things to polish up a little bit. And we even talked about future stuff that it's like, hey, around Halloween, we're probably going to do another performance next year. We don't know yet because we haven't thought that far ahead, but we've tossed a couple ideas around that it's like, oh. We could do like a Salem witch trial type of thing with a twist. Or we could do Red Riding Hood as the original was. Not the the shit that you saw on TV or in Disney or in the popular books, but go back to the original fucking story of Red Riding Hood. Man, that motherfucker's dark. And it's like, yeah, you know, something like that. And then I come on to... You know, come on to social media. Hey, guys. Oh, you fuckers are still arguing with women and strangers on the Internet, man. It what doesn't a stop. It's like it's gotten worse. I don't know if it's gotten worse because I don't stay on long enough. But, man, it's a it's a dash of cold water in my face that's not refreshing. I'm just like, man, this just uh, you guys. I love you. But at the same time, y'all suck. It's like, get a life, do something, get off the internet for a weekend or three, four days or a week, get a recharge. And then, you know, come back and realize while everyone else is still arguing with women and strangers about magic dirt and about PUAs and, and about, you know, hypergamy, you're just like, oh man, I, <laughs> I just can't, I just can't. It's not worth it. The, the Elon bucks aren't worth it for me, kids. I just can't. I, I'm not going to sell my soul to make a few bucks so I can argue with fucking retards on the internet. It's not worth it. And all I can figure is a lot of the guys and, you know, some of the women that I've seen arguing, it's like, do you not have a hobby? Do you not have something else to do? You know, I know you go to work, you do this, you do that. <clears throat> And then you go and you get on social media to be provocative or to piss someone off or to get pissed off. And it's just like, and honestly, it's, it's really a low bar to piss somebody off. Like the other day, I just, I posted to this girl, like a reply to this girl that, uh, fucking ironing is women's work. And she got pissed off. I hope, I hope you don't walk around smelling all day. Then I posted a screenshot of my girl asking my girlfriend, she's going to do my laundry. And she get all, when she gets off work, she's like, yes, sir. Have it ready for me. <laughs> no, I saw like, that. And she, that girl's like, oh, she has to work and deal with your laundry. I pray for her. 
I showed that shit to my girlfriend later on. And she fucking laughed. Yeah. Well, you know, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, what's because, wrong with that girl? I'm like, I don't know. Fucking yeah. Well, you know, that's, there's know. the, there's that, you know, if you know, you know, okay. Yeah. I, I've had similar conversations with the belly dancer. Thank God. Like really has no major interest in social media. Yeah. She's got a Facebook and she posts some shit occasionally, but she doesn't have Instagram. She doesn't have Twitter. She doesn't have a YouTube channel. She doesn't do. Well, I have a theory about this stuff that, and my theory goes like this. A girl who is socially and sexually fulfilled in her life does not partake in social media that much. Like my girlfriend, she has a Facebook and she's occasionally on it to stay in touch with her family and stuff. Yeah, that's but for dude, the most part. Dancer. That's the, for the most dancer. part. That's it. Like she doesn't yep. have she doesn't have an IG account. She doesn't have a she doesn't have a fucking Twitter account. She barely nope. knows how to use her phone. You know, <laughs> I like that about her. Wow, she's we're like, we're techno- all dating the same woman. This is this technologically is retarded, but I like yeah. that. About oh her. my god, we're now we're definitely. I think well, yours is <laughs> Latina to some degree, so yeah. we're we're not exactly dating the same woman, but close enough that you know what you know what would be funny, Bull. Your girl and my girl would probably be besties because they probably would. They're, they're both a couple of retards. Yeah. Okay. They they really are. You know, because neither really get on social media, but they know you do and they know I do. And I, and I show them shit and, and she mm-hmm. laughs and goes, what a bunch of retards, you know, and yours does the same. It's like, wow, they'd, they'd probably be best friends. My girl's It'd gone be- into the habit of asking me, she's like, how many people did you piss off on Twitter today? I said, I don't know. I haven't posted anything. She's like, are you okay? She's like, are you feeling ill? I'm like, no, I've just been busy. I've been working and stuff. You know? Do I need to make a while. sandwich? Do you need a sandwich? That's what. Yeah, she's I could doing. use a. I could. I could use a motorboat sandwich. Right. I'm always down that's, for that. That's the thing, you know. <laughs> when you get offline once in a while, you find out nobody got the memo about yeah. gender wars and feminism and whatever no, the bullshit you're pissed about. Nobody they did. Cared. They they totally dismissed it. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like, yeah, whatever. That's the thing that, you know, the belly dancer is the same way, you know, teriyaki was that way. The ex-girlfriend was that way. All these women that have had some kind of a, a lasting impression on me, you know, that I dated them for more than a night or two or for a week or so that they just, they don't care. They're just like, I'm just happy doing my thing Whatever their thing is, you know, they occasionally bring shit to me that I'm like, oh boy. And then they laugh and and I show them some shit and they're like, wow, what a bunch of retards. <laughs> and I'm like, this is this is who I deal with. And she's like, do you really want to? Right. <laughs> and and um, I'll tell you what, that's caused me some serious introspection. Right. I'm like, oh my God, I've been hanging out with you retards for like six fucking years. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. You know, other than the shows, you know, like this, this is great. Talking to my friends, talking to the chat holes. This is good stuff. But do I really want to be on Twitter, on social media? Because, oh man, it's just fucking stupid. Even my girl, my girlfriend's daughter asked her the other day when she had, 
she went and picked up my laundry. She's like, oh, you're doing his laundry for him too? And my girlfriend's like, yeah, why? She's like, why do you take care of him? Like, like, cause she, my girlfriend's like, well, he takes care of me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> her daughter just like rolled her eyes like, oh yeah. You don't want to ask questions. You probably don't want the answer. Dante, you nailed it, dude. You really did. Twitter, we need to talk. Because I, I'm thinking of ending the relationship. I really am. Other than the people I've met. this That's literally what's keeping me on Twitter. It's the people I've met along the way. It's not whatever the magic dirt and the sand people are pissed off about or the notch count argument or the PUAs or, you know, hypergamy. I, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I've already heard all this shit two times now and nothing has changed for them. Yeah. Okay, for me, I'm like, I, and I just... The thing is, it's not, it's not just like male-female dynamics and relationships and stuff like that. It's that kind of vibe throughout because like I follow a bunch of comic book creators and stuff like that and motherfuckers. It's the same bullshit there too. Oh yeah, like, totally. It's the same amount of drama, different type of drama, but it's the same, same fucking it's uh, not even different though really yeah it's just still you got motherfuckers on there that are like oh this person's stuff sucks and it's political and it's fucking debate me bro yeah it's like the debate me bro kind of shit i'm like bro if you if you don't like what they're putting out then just scroll past like right stop stop fucking harshing my vibe man for real right i just i just want to read comment i don't i don't want to get into the fucking politics of it i don't want to get into the drama I don't give a fuck. No, you know what? The the best thing I've seen of you come lately, Bull, is you talking to the comic guys. Yeah. The the stuff where they're about to introduce something and you're like, man, it's going to be a long fucking four weeks. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, well, yeah, because like his stuff, like I've got, I've got, uh, I know you're talking about Mark Miller and he's got, he's got uh, that last comic book. Or the last last issue of the series is going to be another month. His number four just came out yesterday, and it's so the whole series is so well written. He's one of the few uh, writers that are that's worth a shit inside the mainstream comic book industry, and it's like everything everything he writes is gold. Like his, like I, you saw like uh, Civil War, and uh, I don't know Civil War, maybe not. Yeah, but Civil War and the Marvel the Marvel movie Civil War, all that stuff and the Gauntlet movies. All that shit was based off of his writing of the comic. So oh, he's get, he's making money, and also Kick Ass, the movie Kick Ass. That's based mm-hmm. off of his. Yeah, that's based off of his comic books. Oh really? I oh, didn't yeah, know. That, motherfucker, I didn't that know motherfucker that. making. He's that making money hand over fist. Hilarious to me. Yeah, that was those characters story. are based off of his original characters. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. You know, but to see you go from, hey, Rob, look at this dumpster fire I found for you. From all that horse shit, uh, you're talking to this guy going, man, it's going to be a long four weeks. And I'm just like, oh, man, look at this. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to stick to this shit because this is far more entertaining and far more interesting. So, dude. Well, I like it because like a lot of these guys when I was younger, a lot of these comic book creators when i was like a kid i used to you know i used to collect their stuff and this is way before social media right way even before cell phones right you know this is mid to you know early mid to late 90s and stuff now i used to collect their comics and now they're on social media and some of them are who are not socially retarded like you can engage with them i like that yeah well that's what i mean but to watch you go from hey look at this dumpster fire to hey 
you know, it's man, it's going to be a long four weeks, man. You've attained, you know, to use, uh, you know, Star Wars vernacular, you've attained status of Jedi master. It's like, oh, here you go, bro. Here, here's your saber. Here's your fucking cloak. Go forth and do what you must. It's fantastic, man. Your shit I actually enjoy because you're introducing me vicariously to comic writers and comic illustrators and all these other dudes that I never knew existed. That I'm like, ah, oh, this is way better than, you know, arguing with women on the internet. You know, it's this is way better. ROI is a lot better. It's just more fun for me. I don't know. Well, but, yeah, this is more fun for me. Just because we're not talking about magic dirt and Hatfields and McCoys, and we're not talking about the whammon and, you know, and the guys, you know, neither party, they're both, you know, whammon ain't shit and guys ain't shit either. It's because it's the same old tired argument. And so seeing some of the shit that shows up in my feed, because you're replying to it, and it's all these, like, these illustrators and these writers, you know, these comic guys... And I'm just like, oh, damn, this is this is actually a breath of fresh air. This is great, you know, compared to the most of the horse shit that I see. And the thing is, like with the relationship stuff, it's like I've I've been on, on this app for like three or four years now. And it's like there's nothing new I haven't seen. And there's nothing like how do you respond to the same shit over and over again to the same tired old bullshit? Well, it, it it's it, it kind of comes to how do you respond to the same old tired bullshit? Starts with LMB. You let them burn. You just fuck it. You get to a point where you, you start writing a comment or a, a reply or a quote tweet, and you go, you're you're three quarters of the way through it, and then you're like, ah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, you I've know, done that a few times, dude. I've I done do that it at least at least once this day. week already. Yeah, oh, dude, I've already done it twice this week where I was just like, ah, fuck it. Delete, fuck move on. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> fuck these guys. I'm not giving them attention. And, you know, the the whammon, you know, or the whammon accounts that, you know, oh, oh, guys are, and I'm just like, eh, fuck it. You know, if if attention is the coin of the realm for women, it goes back to Roycey if I recall right, where are you fucking her? No. Well, then whatever she says is interesting, amusing, or it's irrelevant. Why give her a fucking her? Well, yes, I agree with that. (laughs) To a degree, you know? Well, you know, that's a hundred percent. I agree with you because even women, I am fucking, you know, fucking the belly dancer. Half the shit she says is just interesting or amusing. Or it's irrelevant. It's like, ah, whatever. You know, she's just doing her thing. And it's like, that's fine. Whatever. There, She didn't specifically say, Rob, I need you to care. And even if she did, I'd be like, well, hold on there. Let me decide what I'll care about. Thank you very much. You want me to care? Why are your titties not out in my face? Well, there's that, you know. <laughs> Why are you not laying down naked? Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> If you want me to care, I need the you. The toll must be paid. <laughs> That's right. There is a tax. <laughs> and you know this. The care tax. Well, care you tax. better be naked if I'm going to care, and it better be spectacular. You know? Otherwise, I really just do not fucking care. Like, if you it's want like, me to give a fuck, you have to give me a fuck. 
Well, oh, that's a great one. If you wanna, if you want me to give a fuck, you have to give a fuck. Yeah, you have to give me a fuck. Me, yeah. me. It's right. all about me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, there you go. I, I'm, dude. I'm in the same boat. It's all about me. Yeah. And that's the point. You know, I think even Roman said it because it was Will. Uh, I forget his whole fucking handle on Twitter. But Will was talking about going down the rabbit hole of what do women want. And he's even older than me. And he he had this whole, you know, he, he wrote up this thing. And it was good. He, he thinks way more eloquently and types more eloquently than I do. But I recognized it because I was like, oh, you're asking what do women want? And I did, I too did that when I was younger. What, what do they want, man? And I got to a point, it's like from that uh, Mad Men or whatever the fucking series is where the guy asks the other guy, what do they want? Who cares? Okay. You can't focus on that shit. Well, the thing is, it's like eventually after pining over this specific question for so many years, you come to to the realization that girls don't even know what they want. No. Themselves. They don't. No. Why the fuck are you worried about Right. Just I, you know, when I was younger, I looked women point blank in the eyes and said, What do you want? And they're like, I don't know. And it's, it's like, just oh, it's just so much easier to skip that and just tell them what they want. And they're like, Okay. That's what Roman said. Eh, yeah. You know, oftentimes if you tell them what they want, that's what they end up wanting. And it's like, Okay, yeah, you want this. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you keep doing it and they get to the point where they're addicted to it and they're like, I don't know what to do. You have to t- kind of, yeah. Like, I'd rather, yeah, they'd would... rather not make those decisions anymore. And you're just slowly, <laughs> but surely, you know, uh, what do you call it? Training them, I guess. I don't know if you're conditioning them to not want to have to make those decisions anymore. They never wanted to make those decisions. They never wanted to in the beginning. Yeah. Dude, that's something the belly dancer and I had to have a talk about a while back. When she first met me and she said, you know, I'm strong and independent and all that shit. And I I said it out loud. It was my outdoor voice when it should have been my inside my head voice. But I said, that's cute. And it kind of irritated her a little bit. And she's like, wait, what? And I was like, it's cute. And it's the same shit. Okay. It's that whole idea of not only do they not necessarily know what they want, but sometimes when you hear the whole strong and independent trope, okay, they do that not just because, you know, feminism and whamming and all the bullshit you hear on the internet. They do it sometimes and yeah, you know, it's, well, you picked them, you know, you picked the dude, but they, they had to be the captain of the ship. They had to take charge and they resented it. They hated it. But at the same time, it's like, well, you picked them. Okay. But they had to do it because they didn't have a choice because if they didn't, the guy they were with wasn't going to do it either. Mm Mm-hmm. The guy wasn't gonna, you know, lead. Seated. He, he seated his authority. Yeah, he was. He abdicated. That's what him. I wonder sometimes too. Like a lot of guys worry about. They, they say, "Well, you don't. They don't have authority inside a relationship." And it's like, do you really not, or did you just see? Do you really not have authority, or did you just see your seed your your throne of authority to the girl? And that's you know inadvertently. What? inadvertently yeah know? yeah it's not a conscious choice yeah it's not a conscious thing it's like a sub like you subconsciously ceded your authority you started to let her make decisions about shit around the house 
how money well, was going to be spent, how the kids were going to be dressed. Yourself. You, you didn't want to, you know, face the wrath if that's the case. Or you're just, you know, I just go along to get along. There's a guy I know recently that's had, uh, he, he's had trouble, trouble on the home front. I'll leave it at that. And part of it, a big part of it, is he's too laid back. You know, it's the whole, well, well you know, baby, where do you want to go for dinner? I don't know. So what do you took want? His foot, he took his foot off the gas pedal. Right. Exactly. And he Coasting. gets to figure it out because she had to take the reins and then she turned around and told him more or less, I'm not happy. <laughs> well, whose fucking fault's that? You know, it's like, dude, where have I heard and seen this story before? You know, your case is not new. You know, I've done it. Most guys have done it at some point. You took your foot off the gas. You went along to get along. You just wanted to coast. Man, I've been there. And it's like, and it sucks. And so there comes a point where you go, man, this sucks. I'm not doing that again. And you can never take your foot off the gas when she goes, what do you want for dinner? And I go, I don't know what sounds good to you. Cause I give them one. I give them one. Yeah. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Uh, well, I want either pizza or I want steak. And then, you know, it's a false choice. Cause either way I win. <laughs> yeah. It's a false choice, but then that, she can that, go, Ooh, I want steak. Great. We're going. You mentioned, you mentioned earlier about the girl, your girlfriend saying that she's strong and independent. That reminds me of a girl I dated a few years ago. And she was, uh, she said the same thing to me one night. And I said, she said, I'm a strong and independent woman. And I was like, that's great, sweetheart. I'm glad for you. Can you pull your hair up a little bit so I can put this ball gag around you? Said, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Dante. <laughs> Uh, here's oh, a here's shit. wisdom from an older man to a younger man. And you can either hate this, love it, but at some point you're going to have to accept it. Okay. Whether you like it or not is kind of irrelevant, but the part about it's also hard leading all the time. This is the burden of male performance. That's your job, motherfucker. It is. It is actually your job. Okay. And yes, it's fucking tiring. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. Because or better, this, yeah, just don't. Like, just, just coast, bro. Just coast. Take or you can, yeah, you, can just, you can just let, be let Jesus, let Pinoy Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> Pinoy <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right, you can let her drive the fucking, you know, the let bus. Let her steer. Let her steer yeah. the bus. Let her, you know, drive you into a wall and resent. And then, and then come back and tell us how it went. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we can laugh at you. Right. Be like, if you have you figured anything out yet, kids, that's no bullshit. Okay. You don't have to like the burden of performance. You have to accept it though. They call it a burden for a reason. If right. it wasn't it's hard, it wouldn't burden. be a burden. Right. It would just be the play of, of male performance. The LARP of performance. Yeah. That LARP of male performance. That's it. No, dude, it's fucking exhausting. Get yeah. used to it, yeah. okay? It never ends. It's always there. It's every day, every minute, every hour. It's kind of like game. It's like even though even though you don't want to be in the game, the game's going to be a part of you. So you might as well get good at doing it. Right. Yeah, just because you don't believe in Satan doesn't mean Satan doesn't <laughs> believe in you. Just because you don't right. believe in Rob doesn't mean Rob doesn't. <laughs> That's right. I believe in you, Panda. Now, suck it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> the only difference is I'll say it to Panda, you know, because he's still in the chat. Apparently he had more time than he thought. I'm a little pissed, Panda, just saying. But there's other guys that I, I've seen, you know, some of their comments recently that I'm like, oh, sucks to be you because they took their foot off the gas. Okay. Now, if maybe, maybe, and that's a big fucking maybe, if they reached out to me and said, hey, brah, you know, bro, what do you think? I'd be like, stop fucking up. Okay. Yeah. And look, like it, everyone in any, in, in any sort of relationship over a long enough period of time, you're you're gonna take your foot off the pedal. Yep. It's just you're a natural thing. But, you're gonna get complacent. But you have to you have to be aware enough to like, oh, she's getting out of she's her behavior is a little out of pocket. Let's yep. not look at her. What am I? You have to be like, okay, what am I doing? What am I right. fucking up? Oh yeah, this yeah. Where where are you? Where are you slacking, dude? Oh man, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I don't think I brought this up in the last show. So the belly dancer and I were talking, this was last weekend, and she mentioned that there's a, a knight on the castle grounds because she calls me her king, okay? This woman's had two marriages, and uh, according to her, you know, according to her, she's never called any of her husband's king. For now. Okay? For now, right, <laughs> exactly, for now. Keep that in mind too, kids. But she said, oh, well, there's a knight on the castle grounds. And initially, I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Uh-oh. I had no idea because, you know, women are stream of consciousness. They talk sure. about food. They talk about work. They talk about their kids. They talk about this, that, the other. And then they, you know, mention the knight on the castle grounds. And I'm like, knight on the castle grounds? Well, this is fucking weird. What's this? Well, then she spelled it out a little bit, which was, well, you know, there was this guy that she saw him a couple years ago and then he disappeared for a while and now he's hitting her up again. And I was like, oh, all right. Yo, I, I get it. Okay. Now I understand your reference. You're talking Ancelot about his return to the correct, to the correct. Oh, they're, they're lying hard. <laughs> Right, since we're using metaphors. Since yeah. we're using metaphors. King Arthur. Yeah. Yep, I'm King Arthur. She's Guinevere and fucking Lancelot. Lancelot showed, showed his face. Yep, he's on the <laughs> castle grounds. To which I was like, oh, all right. And did did I like it? No. I know what he wants. I know what Lancelot's about. I'm, I'm a fucking guy. I'm not stupid. And I was like, oh. Okay, but I also know Guinevere is going to do whatever Guinevere wants. All I have to do is decide what do I do when Guinevere does what she does. And so I, I, you know, since she brought up the metaphor, you know, there's a knight on the castle grounds. And once I figured out what the fuck she was talking about, I was like, oh, oh, you want to test the foundations of the castle. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm kind of curious myself. Ladies in waiting are ladies in waiting for a reason. <laughs> well, you know, but I also know the belly dancer because this is where we get into context. And I said, you know, if you want to go, just fuck this guy. Just because, you know, you're wet and you're just looking for strange. I get it. So go forth and do your thing. I don't care. But I also know you want 
more. Now, I'm really curious how this is going to test the foundation because I don't know what's going to happen. It might be fine. Maybe not. Maybe you open Pandora's box. I don't know. But you do whatever you think. And if you think that he could give you something that I'm not, all right, I accept that. But you're going to have to eventually accept the consequences, whatever they may be. And it may not be negative because, again, I'm fucking curious. But you do you. Do your thing. And then she texted me the next day and said, I gently led the night off of the courtyard. <laughs> and I was like, nice. Good deal, you know, because I realized for me as the king, I am a jealous king. A year ago, it would have been no big deal. But it's not just the sex. We have a lot of other shit that we really are on the same page. And I just kind of, you know, mentioned, wow, you know, if you want more, then clearly there's something there that you're curious about that maybe you think I'm not giving you. And now I'm curious about it, okay? Maybe I got a little complacent. Maybe, I don't know. This is all kind of new. And so I'm kind of curious. Either way, I'll be fine. Because I told her that part. Either way, I'll be fine. Whatever you choose to do, I will be fine. But if you want to go open Pandora's box, I'm kind of curious too. Want to go open decided, the panda hole. Yeah, she decided, uh, you know... <laughs> She's old enough to have enough wisdom to know that she's curious, but not curious enough. Maybe that's hypergamy. I don't know. And I'm not saying she couldn't do it on the down low or sneak around, but at the same time, I know her well enough that, yeah, I kind of would know because things would be different. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I was like, well... Do what you got to do. Let the chips fall where they may. Let's test the foundation. I'm curious. I kind of know how I'll respond to it, but you do you. And that, children, is how you have boundaries. Exactly. You know, and a year ago, it would have never phased me. It would have been like, whatever, you know, go do your thing. Have have this other relationship if, if that's what you're looking for because you want more. What do women want? Who cares? What do they want? I don't know. Okay. That's what this was. What do you want? I don't know. Oh, all right. You want to test the foundation. Well, I too am kind of curious. Go right ahead. Let's find out. Now, do your thing. Whatever that is. You know, that's it's going to be bad. Yeah, fuck around and find out. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know how I'm going to respond to this. But I know myself well enough that, yeah, it's probably not going to be good. But hey, at least we'll find out. She decided, yeah, I don't need to find out. You know, I'm not that interested, so I'd rather spend time around you. Okay, that's cool the too. Juice, the juice was not worth the squeeze. But apparently it's... <clears throat> Juice is worth the squeeze in this case. Yeah. You know, and people could say, you know, demonstrate, don't explicate. Except it's a great rule of thumb for women that you've only dated for a short period of time, say six months, a year. But when you've dated them for a couple of years and hey, wow, things are actually going really fucking well. It's all right to look them in the eye and go, oh, you want to test the foundation? I too am curious. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I'm not telling you don't, 
because I'm not going to do that. You're your own strong, independent woman. You'll figure it out. And so will I. Either way, I'll be fine. And I wouldn't even call it dread. It's like, I'm not trying to fuck with you. I'm genuinely curious too. But if you want more, whatever more looks like, you don't just want to fuck the guy. You're, you're looking for something. Well, maybe I'm not providing it. Well, maybe you'll find it in this guy. Maybe I'll still be around. Maybe I won't. Hard to say. Till you do it, and then we'll see where the chips fall. Because I'm curious myself. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. You know, and like I said, I left it in her lap. Said, hey, I'm not telling you what to do. You do what you want to do. That was probably the response that she was not looking for. No. <laughs> Guaranteed it wasn't what she was looking for. She was probably uh, looking for go for it. Even though I said go for it. But... You might be opening Pandora's box when you do it, you know? Go ahead. All right. That's fine. We'll see where it goes. I might be all right with it. Then again, maybe I won't. Your your choice, your decision. You know, this is, you know, holding whamming accountable. Eh, you get to decide. Figure it out. Because based on what you do, I know what I'm doing next. So go for it. Move and counter move. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. McTubus nailed it again. It all comes back to not giving a fuck. Wonderful things happen when you approach life with the mindset that you have nothing to lose. Dude, you know, Ryan brought up a while back in one of his probably multiple videos, but I remember him saying something and it was one, you go scorched earth. And this is more like in a breakup or specifically a divorce, you know? And he also said, not only go scorched earth, but he said, all threats are honored. Yeah. Okay. If, if you, and he was speaking more to guys that were married. I want to ask you a question starts, here in a minute. Okay. Well, but he said, all threats are honored. And like I said, I think he was specifically talking about marriage and, you know, your wife brings up, you know, starts talking about the, the, the magic word divorce, all threats are honored. Okay. And if you're going to go there, you go scorched earth. Okay. That's something, whether I'm married or not, whether I want to go there or not is another story, but I'm willing to go there that, oh, all threats are honored. Oh, well, there's a knight on the courtyard. Oh, oh, we're going to go there, huh? All right. I'm interested too. I'm curious. All threats are honored. And if that's the direction it goes, I will go scorched earth. That's a boundary. Yeah. It's, it. it's the stay plan is the same as the go plan. Yeah. It I was really going to ask you, I was going to ask you, uh, so do you still think uh, inside your relationship that the Tao of Steve still the still works? Absolutely. Still applicable. Yep. Uh, yep. The, the whole uh, be desireless. Be desireless. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. The be desireless, be uh, excellent and be gone. Yes. I think that still works. In a, yes. That's not just for pickup. That's not just for meeting a woman. Mm -hmm. That is a, across the board in my experience. Yeah. Okay. While I want the belly dancer to be around and I can fantasize about a future that, oh, wow, we're, you know, we've gotten along so great for these last couple of years. And there's all these things that we're doing together and that I would like to continue doing and all these possibilities of future things that's just germinating in my head and in hers to some degree. At the same time, it can all go away tomorrow. Yeah. 
And I have to be good with that, which is be desireless. That it's like, and it goes back to she's not yours. It's just your turn. Okay. She could, you know, hit me up tomorrow morning and say, you know what? I don't want to do this. And while it would be heartbreaking and devastating at the same time, I'll be okay. You know, I'll well, find the thing is, is, much, much like irony, desire is also women's work. Oh, I agree. I agree. The things that when we had our last real major road bump, believe it or not, guys, the whole night in the courtyard thing was not a major road bump. That was nothing. <laughs> I could deal with that all fucking day long. It was her whole, you know, I she kind of was like, I need you to change. That's at least how I interpreted it. This was going back over a month ago, back to Labor Day, and realized I'm not going to. I won't. I, one, I'm the same asshole you met two years ago. I haven't changed. I'm still that asshole. And two, I like that asshole. I like who I am. I like what I'm about. I like everything about me. And I know I can step on toes. I know I can be abrasive, all of that. But I'm not going to change it because I'm good with that. And that's who you were attracted to when you met me. So, no. I'm not going to change. And if you have to walk, then walk. That's part of being desireless. You know, it's, you have to be, it doesn't mean you don't have desire. It just means you have to be okay with whatever the outcome is. Yeah, you want the girl, you want to get laid, you want to have a relationship, you want to get married, you want to have kids, whatever it is. But you have to be okay if that doesn't work out, that's what you have to be. That to me is what being desireless is about is, well, you're here for now. That's great. Let's keep doing that until it doesn't. And then you move on. McTuba said it's the Phoenix mindset. Kill me and I will yeah. only come back stronger. That sounds more like Ben Kenobi though. Obi-Wan, man. It's like he told <laughs> Vader, like you'll strike me down, but I'll come back even, you know? Kind of, kind of. Yeah. You know, it does but, require an initial messy. Yeah, that sounds more like kind of. Work. Well, you do have to you have to be willing. Yeah. And maybe this is the part where most guys fuck it up. Okay. They say, kill me and I will only come back stronger. But the part that most guys miss is although it does require an initial messy death to realize that. They don't want to take the chance. They don't want to do whatever it is to say, you know what? I'm I'm jumping into the abyss. I'm going all in. I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna look before I leap. I, you know, I'm gonna take my chances, even though I know the odds are forever against me. Which is most guys, you know, why get married when you know fifty percent end end in divorce and seventy percent of the time it's the women who, you know, file. You have to be willing to still take the chance. And then understand that, yeah, it didn't work out. And believe it or not, here's a spoiler alert, okay, for most of you guys. Most of the guys on Twitter ain't going to like this, but I got a spoiler alert, which is, yeah, you know, half of marriages end in divorce and 70% of the time she filed. And yet most of the marriages ended amicably. She didn't divorce rape him unless he rolled over, okay? That if you stood your ground during the, the the divorce, she probably let you off fairly easy. 
like-minded, okay? Or maybe, you know, there was no real animosity, just the attraction wasn't there. You got sick of each other's shit, but you still liked each other. That, hey, she's a good woman, she's just not for me anymore. Or, hey, he's a good guy, he's just not for me anymore. You know, he's still a great dad, she's a great mom. We're just not great husband and wives. Or, all right. Or if you showed the spine that you didn't inside a divorce that you that you didn't marriage, you probably would, you probably would still be married. Probably, ultimately. But then Maybe. again, he said, she said, coulda, woulda, shoulda. By that point, it's too fucking late. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, but that's kind of my take with the whole divorce, rape, and why bother. It's you're hearing about only the extreme cases where, well, most, yeah, like with most of my friends, like, like my experience through like my friends and stuff, right? The ones that got divorced got divorced because it's like we were mentioning earlier, they took their foot off the gas pedal, right? By by concession, they they stopped making decisions. Yep. Whether it they took ten years or twenty years, they they slowly but surely took their foot off the gas pedal and just like whatever, dear. That's the worst. That's the worst fucking phrase you could say. Whatever, dear. Whatever. You know, I don't care. Oh, yeah. No, I. When, I agree your wife, with- your wife, your girlfriend. The girls don't want to hear that. They only like, oh, whatever, whatever you want to do. What you know, whatever various forms of that is. Right. Or girls don't want to hear that. No, they don't. And and that goes back to the whole, you know, I'm a strong, independent woman. You know, it's well, it goes not- back to I, I've heard a lot of girls say that, like, they married a man, but then they, they ended up taking care of a, of a man child. Yep. They ended up, you know, I have two kids and one of them's my son and the other one's my husband. Yeah. And it's like, ah, how many people do you know in that particular circumstance several because i know a lot yeah i know i know a lot of guys that you know they're they're normies or whatever you fuckers want to call them but i'm looking at it going wow you know and the wives talk about them that way you know i have three kids i have a daughter and a son and i have my husband and it's like wow that's fucking cringe i mean it's cringe and it's disrespectful but at the same time he has to take ownership on his end that it's like, yeah, I well, think that's that's, that's also an earned it's also an earned uh, dismissal too. You know, oh Jesus, I know a guy who divorced and remarried the same woman three times. Explain that one, dude. I have I have none. I have no explanation. I have no explanation other than you can't you can't fix stupid. There, that's it. Hey, real quick, I want to throw something out there for McTubus real fast. I need a refill. Where's where's the thing? McTubus will like this. Where's it at? He'll get a kick out of this if I can fucking find it. There it is. There it is. Why are we climbing this tree? For Wilkins Coffee. I don't want any. It's autumn and the nuts are beginning to fall. On guard, salute Wilkins Coffee. But I don't drink Wilkins Coffee. Some learn, some don't. How about a delicious cup of Wilkins Coffee? No. Strange things happen to people who don't drink Wilkins. I've got five aces. Can you beat that? I've got a can of Wilkins coffee. Nothing beats Wilkins. Got $65 for a cup of Wilkins coffee? $65? You want me to go in there looking like a bum? You have any Wilkins coffee in your house? No. You know, a house isn't a home without Wilkins coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fucking terrorism. All <laughs> uh, right. I, I I put them together a while back and then just loaded them up and then never fucking used them. 
I like other the one than playing poker. Yeah, and he fucking shoots him. I kind of like the bomb one at the end too. I like the more he's like, I got Wilkins coffee in a thirty-eight, bitch. What do you got? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, Johan, I'm gonna have to go and look some of this shit up now. Now you've given me a fucking rabbit hole to go down. The Hawaiian Punch commercial? I remember them vaguely, vaguely. But now I'm going to have to go down the YouTube rabbit hole and see if I can find some of this shit for you assholes. Mm. Yeah, you know when you, uh, yesterday when you posted that pic, that shot of you inside your regalia. Which uh, one? The one where you had the horns and the wings and shit. Oh, the one you said that you oh, felt sick. No, no, the one where you dressed up like a pirate. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Someone replied to you, it's like, and they said, how do you, how do you compete with that? I said, I replied to him. I said, you don't. You sit in a <laughs> fucking Lincoln chair and hold the camera steady. <laughs> <laughs> mm. The best part of that, and, and, and I'll just say it to the chat holes, you may or may not ever see it on Twitter. But I'll say it here. It was Johan, too. Oh, same guy. This guy. This motherfucker here. That was me, bro. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. I got one for you. <laughs> oh, that is fucking classic. I didn't realize that was you, bro. That's great. Yeah, no, dude, I, I'm telling you what, you guys may or may never see it on Twitter, but that same day that that pirate photo happened, uh, and he said, I, you know, how can you compete with that? I have a photo, not only of the belly dancer with me, and she was, you know, the pirate wench, but there was another chick, another fire performer, belly dancer, that I got photos with her, too. That it's like, man, I can show you motherfuckers that. And that's where, yes, you're correct, bull. You can't compete with that. You just sit in the Lincoln chair and you fucking cry. Mm. I might show you that one one day, guys, just so I can be out, you know, Andrew Tate and Flex or something, just because I'm half drunk. But nah, uh, fucking, they're not worth it. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> well, there's. They don't deserve that, it. That's let them burn right there. That's they let them deserve burn. It. Yeah, fuck them. You know, maybe that's why I never posted it because, you know, if someone said, you know, post receipts, bro, and be like, eh, fuck it, you know, you, you assholes don't get it and I don't care. That's part of, you know, the, the Dow of Steve, be desireless, you know, that's it. That's it. Johan, I'm so glad you showed up though, bro. That's fucking great, man. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Uh, this is great. <laughs> See, this is this is the part why I still stay on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. I'm calling it Twitter because I'm old and I'm crotchety. Okay. This is why I stay on Twitter. Even though I can get on after two, three days and it's the same old tired bullshit. But why do I stay? It's because of the friends you made along the way. That's what it is. It's it's not for the arguments. It's not for the tweets. It's not even the replies anymore. The replies used to be gold. There would always be a little nugget. That's what's changed. Now it's just fucking retarded, stupid shit. <laughs> it is. It is. 
you know, uh, two years ago, it, it's not the tweets, it's the replies where, oh shit, there's actually some knowledge here. Now it's just a bunch of retards. And it's just like, ah, oh, I go into Ryan's or I go into somebody else's, even yours occasionally, Bull, when you set somebody off. And I just start muting motherfuckers. It's just like, okay, I've never interacted with this person and I never want to. My favorite, my favorite mute block bait right now is uh, nukes, nuclear Cadillo. Oh, dude, his his reply guys, <laughs> it's gold, man. dude. Yeah, dude. You know, the only the only thing I can say from a negative standpoint, you know, from you know me looking at it, I I, I I'm not nuke, so I don't know ultimately what his goal is, other than he's getting Elon bucks for it. Okay. And if that's what he's doing, fine, great. You know, you do you, bro. Do your thing. But part of me is like, dude, you realize you're selling your soul to deal with this absolute fucking garbage. And part of me is like, I can't. I can't. It's like, nope, can't do it. I'm too old. And man, life is short enough to be arguing with assholes on the internet. I just can't. Even for the money, I can't. That's why I don't have the blue check. I did it for a minute before, you know, this whole monetization thing. But I've thought about getting it back. And I'm like, oh, you know, for eight bucks or 10 bucks or whatever Elon's charging, I could fucking do that. Make some money. At the end of the day, I can't look at myself in the mirror because it's like, dude, you're arguing with fucking retards on the Internet. And I just can't. It's like, ah, life's too short even for, you know, oh, you just made your, your fucking mortgage payment in a month. I don't care. It's like, nah, man, I'd rather just earn it fucking shredding paper, man. At least I have my sanity. At least I have my joy de vivre type of thing, my joy of life, you know? It's like, ah, fuck this shit. And so I don't know what Nuke's doing, and I'm not him, and I'm not going to tell him you're doing it wrong or doing it right. Because that's my morality. I just can't. It's just like, dude, I don't know what your goal is here, what your end game is. But man, I, for me, what he's doing, this ain't it. It's not it for me. It's like, nah, can't do it, bro. You know, I get it to a degree. But for the most part, I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, that's me. But I do like some of his outfits that he showed up with. Where we yeah. started the whole picture war, yeah. you know, he was wearing shit and then Thor got involved in it and I threw up the devil, you threw up your devil. That mm -hmm. was fucking fun. That was fucking fun. Yeah, Seeing that's the kind of shit that out. I come back for. Mm -hmm. Just a spur of the moment kind of bullshit. Like right. That's that's fun. Well, you know what? Johan kind of said it here. It's true. Girls really respond to guys who play a part. And, and he's not wrong. If you come off as the devil or the pirate king or, or the, the fucking, you know, the pharaoh out of Egypt, like I think Nuke did one of those, or you come off as this fucking gladiator that Thor was doing. Dude. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, and anyone who goes, oh, you're a, you know, you're a bundle of sticks. You're a fag. It's like, dude, you're the guy yeah. in the, in your mom's basement. You're and you've never had well, it's a worse. It's worse kid. than that. Like you're the, you're the guy that like your, your wife is going to divorce you because you're fucking boring. Like there, if you don't understand the, the dynamics of role play with women, then you're, I, I don't like, I can't, I can 
sit here and pontificate all, for like an hour or two, but you're just not fucking worth it. And you won't get right. it. Yeah. Oh, and they won't. It'll go right over their heads. It will. It, it like, really role, will. Dude, role play is fun. Doing it with a girl. Oh, man. Girls love that shit. And not just in the bedroom. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. bedroom is the obvious one. Okay. But they love that shit in daily life. This is part of that. That trope, you know, just be yourself that, you know, gets the whole. (laughs) Because the truth is you being yourself is probably you suck. But if you can be the Pirate King or you can be Darth Vader, you can be a fucking Pharaoh out of Egypt or you can be the devil incarnate. She can be the winch. Yeah. Or she could be your succubus. You know, women love that shit because it plays to their imagination. They have fun with it. And so why not? You know, why not? You lose, you lose nothing. Like you lose yeah, literally you nothing. You literally lose nothing except in my case, and I wouldn't even call it a loss, but for me to get that pirate outfit, to get the devil outfit, combined those two outfits were close to a grand. Okay, between the coats, the the wings, the fucking saber that I have sheathed, the hat, the the boots, the fucking pants, the whole nine yards. I wouldn't call it a loss, but I I had to spend some money because I wanted quality. I wanted something that looked really good and it fit me right, and it's not you know thirty dollars cheap shit that you could buy at you know your local fucking Halloween store that's made out of plastic. It's like, no, my sword is fucking real. Everything I have, those fucking wings came, you know, those came from overseas. They were hand fucking made. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. And and the responses from the audience that I was involved with, the responses from women who've seen it, they understand what it is and they're kind of turned on by it. And it's like, yeah, so fucking do that shit, guys. Have a look. As Rolo said, as Jack has said, have a look. Sometimes my look is demonic. Sometimes my look is piratical. You know, I'm a fucking pirate. Sometimes I'm the court jester. And all that shit cost me a little bit of money. And not just 30 bucks where it's ill fit. It's like (laughs) some of it's custom made. It's been well worth it. Play the part. My belly dancer said that to me here about, I don't know, six, eight months ago. She had met another dude and he had Jesus Christ tattooed on his knuckles, kind of like Ozzy, only it said Mm. Jesus and Christ. And that's the role he was playing. I'm Jesus Christ. And she goes, I just met Jesus and I'm dating the devil because I've always told her I am the fucking devil. Okay. Yeah, that that fucking vest inside that my picture, man, that shit cost me an arm and a leg, dude, because like, it's hard to find a vest that's that's 48 inch a 48 inch fucking vest. I can believe that. I can believe that. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's not something off the rack. You no, had to dude. money, you had to get measured. Okay. Jude, that's like the leather pants that I've got. Another the pair leather pants people. were the easiest thing, or it was the easiest of the of the costume. The boots, because I got I got I wear like a size 12 wide shoe. Yeah. Well, I, I find boots in that size that go up to your, to your knees or just under your knees. Dude. Shit, dude. I paid, paid quite a bit. I, I I can, I'm keeping that shit. Well, yeah. 
Uh, no, dude, they, these are things that will last you potentially the rest of your life. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's an investment, if you will. And I've learned that the hard way from when I was younger, you know, buying off the rack or buying cheap. And you end up spending even more to get something custom that's going to last you, whether you do it only once or twice a year or you do it all the time. It's, it's just... Man, have a look, guys, and and you can have more than one, okay? I've had the biker look. I still kind of have that, but I've also had the jester. I've had the pirate guy, the fucking, you know, Satan. I've, I've had a lot of different looks, and the more I do them, the more people are into it. You know, the, the women are into it. The guys are, you know, other than the, the, the naysayers, the peanut gallery on Twitter Fucking and all God. they're pissed off is about because <laughs> they're not doing it. Okay. Yeah. But guys, they're too chicken life, shit to do it. Exactly. Like you got to put yourself out life, there. Like you, you yeah. can't be, you gotta be like, you can be afraid, but like you still have to overcome that fear and just put yourself out there. Right. And that takes balls, dude. Like it takes it takes a little bit of fucking hutzpah. Right. Girls kind of dig that. They and do. Partially why? Well, it you is. know, it's it's funny. Where's it at? Here it is. Jesus Christ looks like me equals looks like me. Okay. The <laughs> funny thing, you know, she literally told me that again. This has been about six eight months ago. Where yeah, you know, I met this guy and he considers himself Jesus Christ. And she go, you know, she was saying it to me because you know we have open communication. Okay. <laughs> You know, just communicate. Communication is key. It's not until it is. That's all I can say about that. It's all contextual. But I, at that time, I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, that's cool. You do your thing. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. Be desireless. And yet, she gave up Jesus to date the devil. It happens. What does that tell you, children? Who would women? rather date pirates and devils and people that will whisper all kinds of things in their ears or is it morality and turn the other cheek and blah 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 who would they i wasn't gonna fuck him but i found out his moral code and i couldn't help myself said no woman ever exactly (laughs) that's what i mean That's the part that most of these tradcon types don't seem to fucking get. You know, all the lecturing and the morality, and that just dries up the vagina into the Sahara. And I'm like, all right. You never lecture a girl into blowing you. No. you, you, Well, it's Rolo saying you can't negotiate desire, okay? I'm not going to try and negotiate. Either you're in or you're not. And either way, I'm good. That's be desireless. Going back to the Tao, Steve. It's like either you're in or you're not. And yet, every time I've whispered in their ears, they all kind of pull their hair back to expose their ear and let me say whatever bullshit I'm going to say. Whatever comes to my mind, eh, you know, and I whisper whatever. They all kind of want the devil, ultimately, because one, I don't judge. Well, they, they, wanna, they want permission to be bad, so... Or to I don't even know their, if they want permission, dude. They just act want against their better ma- nature. <sighs> But their better nature, dude, no, their better nature is whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. And if they, you know, if I just. Well, I mean, their don't. better nature as far as like not their day-to-day bullshit. Oh, they, they, that I'll give you that. Yes. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, they don't. They just want to, you know, Cindy Lauper nailed it back in the 80s. They just want to have fun. Okay. I didn't understand that until about 10 years ago. That fucking song. I hated that song when I was young. I hated it until about 10 years ago. And then it hit me. Oh, all right. I'm okay with this song. She was just telling everybody. She was being honest. She was putting it out there. The girls just want to have fun. Fun does not exclude sex. They just want to have fun. They want to be around a fun guy. That they enjoy the company and they're not being judged for it. And that's all I do is just, I'm not going to judge you. Whatever your thing is, that's your thing. I may not do that thing it may not be my thing but fuck it that's your thing which you are rob you're a facilitator (laughs) i am a temptation nothing more i am an invitation nothing more that's it i hold out my hand and say would you care to dance and some women want to do the foxtrot some want to do the waltz some want to salsa and do the uh tango That's it, the tango. Now, the tango and the salsa, that's a little more my speed. But I can do, you know, the the foxtrot for a minute. (laughs) Rob is a Vaseline. (laughs) I am. I am. I am the lubricant. That's what I am. I am the social lubricant for whamming. In another 10 years, he's going to be the the tiger bomb. (laughs) Dude, I will be. Hey, have a good time. Uh, Thanks for popping in, Johan. Appreciate it, man. Wasn't sure if that was the same dude, but it is. This is why I'm still on Twitter. It's because of the guys you meet. It's the people you meet along the way. Because the rest of it's all bullshit. And it's just like, ah, fuck it. But the only reason I stick around is because of the people I meet. That's it. You know, and you can have a different point of view for me. That's fine. Some people I've learned over time, some I've learned more recently, even though I knew, even though I knew, you know, it's that they always out themselves. You know, I've had people in more recent history, you know, I had a suspicion of how they were because I saw it because of experience, but kind of shoved it aside. And then I've had recent experiences where, oh, wow, you really are that guy, aren't you? All right. Well, you have to have your boundaries with men and women, both, not just women, but even with your guys, even with your brothers, even with your bros, you have to have your boundaries and learn to trust yourself. It's harder for a younger guy in his early to mid twenties because you're young you're stupid, and you don't know shit. So you're always going to be doubting yourself. You're always going to be questioning yourself and everybody else is going to be like, ah, you're young. You don't know shit. That's why you go out and have all the experiences while you can, because as you do get older and you've had more and more experiences, you realize, wow, you know, a Walt, they're all like that. Or you learn, you know, that even guys, in my opinion, I'd rather deal with women because women are fun. Even when they're fucked up and they're goofy and they say the, the most random shit, it's like, ah, women are fun. Oh, yeah. Even the dumpster fires can be fun. Oh, yeah. That's the whole red lights or a green flag yeah. type thing. You know, that's, that's another thing. Guys don't want to hear the fucking dumpster fire is usually the most fun. Mm-hmm. Some of the most fucked up women I ever met were red flags all the way. They'll teach yeah. you more. They'll teach you more in fucking three months than a trad than being married to a trad con girl for 10 years. 
Absolutely. Dude, they'll teach you more in a month. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind three months. Probably yeah, you, won't that's, last a, that's, a, that's a fast and hard roller coaster right there. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you're still alive. Your cat's not dead. Your fucking car's not on fire. You're okay. Nobody All died. Right? It's a good thing. Yeah, nobody died. You're fine. They're fine. Everybody's fine. And But you learn from it. And you learn that, eh, all this, you know, tiptoeing around and, you know, clutching pearls and screaming at the top of your lungs on the internet, man, it's all bullshit. Because, hey, you survived. Yeah, it could have been worse, but it wasn't. It wasn't worse. That's the point. And you get to a point when you get to my age, at least, where you're like, ah, I want to push the fucking envelope. <laughs> none of this shit happened and i was you know in the beginning i was tiptoeing and you know kid gloves and touching you know touching the flame just a little bit and ooh, 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 that's hot ooh, ooh. okay well i didn't burn my finger off i didn't die i didn't set the house on fire and i know i have a fire extinguisher and you know in close quarters in case i do go a little crazy all right so now what you know, let's let's push that envelope a little further. Let's see what happens. Oh, well, that was anticlimactic. I thought that was going to be the house burner. Turned out it wasn't. All right. So, let's push a little harder. I just want to see where the where the blowback is. Where where's the line? Where's the actual dude, you're going to go to jail. You're going to burn your house down. I want to know where that line is because so far I haven't found it. Tell, tell this girl you, that you're going out with from the trailer park that her sister's got a better looking mouth than she does. You know what, man? <laughs> I would run that on the belly dancer, except she knows goddamn well as well as I do that if I tried to run that bullshit on her and been like, man, you're your younger sister, she's kind of hot. She'd look at me and start laughing and go, yeah, right. You know, that it's like, man, I couldn't pull that shit on her because she knows that it's like, you're hotter than your younger sister. She fucking knows it, you know, that it's like, yeah, I couldn't pull that off. She just, not that it would piss her off because it wouldn't. She'd just laugh and be like, whatever. <laughs> and she knows it and I know it, that it's like, oh, now we're just fucking with each other at this point. It's like, yeah, whatever this is getting us. Ah, uh, here we go. 20s are for learning real life and experimentation, where if you are lucky, the first Phoenix death happens because you took all the risks. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right, Mictibus. Where you start that S-Core or join the starter companies you can if you're going to do it, do it in your 20s. Yeah, that's it. Because when you get to my age, deciding to, you know, do a startup or, you know, going off the real deep end, yeah, you, you may not recover financially, emotionally, or other places. You may not recover from it. But then again, if you lived your life fairly sheltered all your life, have you really lived unless you put a risk out there? Hey, you got a lot of catching up to do. Dude, well, that's how I feel. That I'm kind of like, man, there's, there's shit that I was told. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, so I didn't. And now I'm like, oh, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? I end up dead. Like, literally fucking dead. If I do, well, all my problems are over. You know, I don't yeah, have any issues because I'm fucking dead. You're closer, you're closer to the grave than you are not. Correct. 
<laughs> and that, in a way, makes me one of the most dangerous people on the planet because in a lot of ways, I have nothing to lose, you know, because I was instilled in fear when I was in my teens and 20s, you know. And so now I'm kind of like, ah, fuck it. All that common sense wisdom that mom and dad and society told me to do. Yeah, I did all that and I fucking hated it. So now, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? I'm going to live a little. What's the worst that can happen? I die? Well, all my problems are over if I do. Well, you know, you could be enslaved in, in paying alimony and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, man, motherfucker, I already kind of went through that shit. It wasn't as traumatic or as bad as most people think. And that's the, the whole point when I brought up the whole, mar you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce and 70% of them are by her. Yeah, except women can be very forgiving too. You know, if, if you, you know, not that you, you know, can vet your wife, because I don't buy that. But it's just the idea that, man, if you treat each other, you know, you treat her like a decent human being and you don't roll over, you don't just fucking give in, which is probably how you got divorced to begin with. You put, you know, you took your foot off the gas, as Bull has said. If you just stand up, you grow a little spine and go, no. And she goes, what do you mean? And you say, what part didn't you understand? The N or the O? You find out, oh, that, that harpy, you know, you know, absolute terror that you made in your own head. You find out, now nah, she's still just a girl. And if you just tell her fucking no once in a while, you'll be okay. You might be divorced, maybe. You know, again, all threats are honored. If she wants to go there, fuck it, let's go there. And I will fight you tooth and nail if that's what you want to do. Same with the end of a relationship. Don't be afraid to piss them off a little bit. Some of the best sex I ever had was angry sex. You know, oh, she you was know. mad as hell. Yes. It's like, ah, fuck it. You know, so I pissed her off a little bit. So what? You know, what's the worst that can happen? She fucking leaves. There's always another one. That's that be desireless. You know, just fuck it. You know, in that you know, sense, it also it also never hurts to just slap her across the face with your cock after she gets done swallowing you. You know, just establish a little bit of authority right there and a little bit of dominance. Right. <clears throat> I mean, what's she gonna do? Bitch is like five foot six. What's she gonna do? Well, seriously, I mean the worst case <laughs> She'll power slam you. Yeah, exactly. She's not gonna play WWE with you. Because that's not what most women, other than the handful you see on Twitter, the rest of them don't do that shit. Okay, so she's not going to boil your dog or your cat in the fucking, you know, in a pot on your oven. She's not going to grenade your car or plant a bomb in it. So what is she going to do? The worst case scenario, she fucking leaves. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. But you can enjoy the view as she leaves. And then you go back out there. You take some time for self-reflection and go, man, where did I fuck up? While also keeping in mind, you're not the only asshole here. She's an asshole too. And so you <laughs> keep that in mind that, well, she did this, she did that. But I did this, I did that. All right, so you learn from it. And then after a minute, you go back out there and you meet someone else that you don't hold it against them that say, well, you know, the sins of my past are going forward to the future woman. Now, you, she comes with a clean slate until she. I mean, the worst, the worst case scenario, she gets up and leaves the best case scenario. She tells you to do it again. 
Right. And I think some guys got a problem with that latter part. They're like, oh shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, they you might do it again. He's fucking he into it. it. You know? <laughs> oh shit, I didn't know this about you. Oh man. Two years into dating the belly dancer, and I'm still learning about her. You know, that it's like, oh man. She's a lot, you know, not that she's not depraved. She is. She's dating the devil. So how couldn't she be depraved? I was going to say, she's dating you. There's something wrong with her. Right. <laughs> but I'm learning, man, it goes even deeper than I thought. That it's like, wow, you really are fucking depraved. I like it. usually it. does. Yeah, I'm you know. Be scared. That's it, you know. <laughs> but she's realizing, wow, you're really not judging me. It's like, no. Nope. Well, it's like, it's like uh, Chesty says a lot of times, guys, people... Especially guys, uh, they play not to pay, they play not they to lose, not but they don't lose. they don't they don't play to win, right? You know, and it's like you don't you don't know until you try. You're like, and, and that's I was like, I don't know if I could do this with her. What's she gonna think of me? Chances are, yeah. she wants you to do that. To her. Right. If anything, she's like, this is what I've been looking for. Yes. You know? so you just kind of go with it. It's kind of like you know, McTubus. Uh, where is it at here? Same for the job said no to the CEO this week. What's the worst that could happen? He fires me. There's always another job. Right. Okay. I've had, you know, taking it to the work level, never mind relationship level. I've had guys from day one with my current occupation tell me, oh, you can't park over there. You can't go in this door. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I've straight up, these are men. These are guys. These aren't women. These are dudes. And I'm like, why? <laughs> well, you can't. Says who? <laughs> okay. And so every time I heard, you know, some guy finger wagging at me, oh, you can't park there. You can't go in that door. And I'm just like, why? And I go in that door. I park there and nobody says shit until they do. And depending on who it is that's saying it, I either ignore it or I'll pay attention. Oh, police officer walks up to me and says, hey, you can't park there. Oh, shit. My bad. Okay. That's a Where boundary. can I park, sir? The and then he tells me, well, you got to park over here. Okay, fine. The security guard or the head of the fucking building walks up to me and says, hey, you can't come through that door. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> what door can I go through, sir? <laughs> and he fucking shows me the door. Ah, this is the door you come through. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you very much. Okay. And that's mm. fine. The rest of the time, nobody gives a fuck except for my finger wagging co you know, co-workers who are younger than me that I'm just like, ah, a bunch of pussies. You don't know until you know. You can't park in that fire lane. Oh, yeah? Watch me. You can't park in that handicap stall. Yeah, watch me. You know, some rando on the street says, hey, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Can I talk to you for a minute? No. What? 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 You heard me. No. And I keep going. I fucking leave. They ain't shit to me. They're not a cop. They're not the building superior superintendent. They're not some asshole that has power. There's some rando person on the street. You don't fucking matter to me. I am not an information booth. I am not obligated to talk to you. Can I talk to you? No, you cannot go away. I've said that today that happened today can i talk to you for a minute no uh, what <laughs> you heard me 
I'm not an information booth. I got to go. Goodbye. Happened today. No, you can't talk to me. Go away. When I realized right off the bat that, oh, you're not a cop. You're not a person of actual authority. I don't have to talk to you. You're a private citizen. So am I. I am not legally obligated to talk to you. Goodbye. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what they think. And all they did was huffed and puffed and then stomped off. You know, do they want to call my boss? Go right ahead. I'll give you his fucking number. His name's John. Talk to him. You know, he can calm you down maybe or not, or he can tell you to go fuck yourself because I am not obligated to talk to you. It's not my job. It doesn't say information booth on my fucking forehead. Go away. And that's the point, kids. Give, give, them, give, them, the, give them the YouTube address to your channel. <laughs> oh, shit. You win right here. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> go to robsys.net for more. That's right. You want to know my real feelings? You can make cards. No shit. I, I like McTubus' like idea here. He wants to, the Phoenix mindset, he should write a, the only change I would make to it, McTubus, is that instead of getting Rich Cooper, you can get, uh, you can get Thernovich to, uh, Thernovich. <laughs> you know, get him to narrate it. Oh, uh, you know what? And I'm not throwing shade at McTubus here. He couldn't afford Cernovich, but neither is Cernovich worth the price. Okay. That's one thing I'll say about Thernovich. Speaking he, of lady boys. He, he, would, <laughs> he would charge way too much that even McTubus would be like, I ain't paying you that, you dumb motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. That's a guy way over his, he, he, he's punching way above his own weight limit there. But I'll give him credit that if he was is he really though, is he really? Because like, I, I, I think that I would, I think that I, if McTube is said to do something, I would be more inclined to believe him than fucking old gorilla mindset there. Oh, well, dude, the, it, there's a difference between a guy in the chat that actually knows a thing about a thing or two yeah, versus a guy who's trying to sell you pills and he talks about lady boys and he's a journalist, you know, yeah. <laughs> You, that's a another journalist. thing about experience. That's another thing about experience. You know, when you've been around long enough and you've made enough mistakes, you realize who's full of shit and who isn't. You know, you start going, wait a minute. There's this guy on the internet who's anonymous for all purposes that actually says something once in a while that's like, oh shit, wow, look at yeah, this. Yeah, right uh, Dante wrote a wrote a thing on his uh here a few weeks back about that about having experience and i dm'd him on twitter i'm like yeah it's funny how that shit works when you start getting some experience you start seeing who the, who the you, you understand are who the, the bullshit LARPers. artists are and yep, yeah you, you start realizing who's full of shit and who isn't and which is why i'm furiously constantly muting motherfuckers because it's like man no no just no you don't know what the fuck you're talking about shut the fuck up <laughs> shut it. the fuck up that's right quote james yeah it and that, that's what it gets you. Yeah, there's no point in correcting them because who gives a shit? Wasting your time because they're entrenched in that shit. You know, right. and not to say you couldn't afford it, McTubus. It's that you wouldn't want to. That's my point. Get robbed and narrated. That would be fucking oh, awesome. Oh, no, no. Rob wouldn't have you. Shut the fuck up, bull. <laughs> not even going there. I might have to kick you <laughs> off the channel here. You keep that talk up. Dude, uh, the only thing I will ever narrate is my own shit because I've seen enough guys that tried or are doing or have done 
narrations for other people. And man, it's for me, it's not worth the time and the aggravation. The money is not worth it. Unless McTubus literally said, dude, you get 100% royalties and just just narrate it however you want. I'm not going to be involved in it at all. Then I might say, okay, all right. You know, that no matter what rolls across his desk when I'm done, he's like, fine. But the minute I hear, yeah, fuck you, I'm out. Nope, not doing it. I'm not doing it. Like I said, I'd narrate my own shit, but that's about it. I believe they call that an unconscionable contract. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think I've not written a book and narrated it yet? You know, because I can't find a better narrator than me. Because if I go to Jack or somebody else, there's going to be something between me and them that I'm like, motherfucker, this is business, you know? And I'm just like, I'd rather, I'd rather stay friends and keep it light because otherwise this is going to get ugly. I already know. Cause I've seen other guys. I've seen it. I've seen it in real time that it's like, yeah, fuck that guy. I'm not working with him. You know, I'd get Jack to narrate it, then replace it at the last minute with somebody. Right. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, like, this is pretty good. Thanks, Jack. Here, before I pay you the full amount, cause I'd give him something for his time, but then, yeah, I'm going to go with my own. Thanks, man. You know, that's just how it would go because I know me that when it comes to money and business, man, I am fucking, nah, you don't want to deal with me in that area. Just saying, I already know. That's why, you know, I don't, if I give money to somebody like a friend or a family member, it's a gift. I I would, I would get, I would, I would hire someone with, with severe down syndrome narrated. How awesome would that be? It's so fucking condescending that someone with with a, (laughs) <laughs> With like a 62 IQ, like we're gonna talk about a pig, you mean? Would be hilarious, uh, dude. You know, that'd be the ultimate book if you hired some down syndrome. <laughs> today, we can talk about comics, and we can talk about my time in the Marines. Oh, uh, Phoenix, my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You could probably pull that off. That'd be fucking great. Just like my house of leaves. I've got, I've got mixed curiosity already. Shit. He's like, oh shit, good idea. <laughs> 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 He's like, you had my curiosity. Now you have my interest. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know someone. (laughs) I need to do that right. I know someone. (laughs) I know a guy. (laughs) Better yet. I know a girl. (laughs) That's probably more. Get get a girl with fucking Down syndrome to narrate it, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So, Bullrush, up to narrating a book. I don't think you can afford me. Oh, <laughs> fucking guys, man, it picks up. How right many? Away. How many? This is my question. How many red crayons get a hold of? That's the question. Oh, there's got to be at least two hundred and thirty-six of them. <laughs> a wheat penny is a wheat. Penny. Oh, a wheat penny is a. Oh. A wheat penny is a wheat penny. Ah, oh, there we go. Jesus. A little homage to the curmudgeon himself, the, the man who says, I'd rather be out in the woods alone than fucking a girl. 
but hey, <laughs> this is where I know I have uh, differences with different talent, with different personalities on Twitter. When I see some of the shit they say and I'm like, man, I'd rather be fucking a girl. Why would I want to go hiking when I can fuck a girl? But that's me, you know, not throwing shade at them. It's like, you do you, bro. Go out and tell me how your day at the office was. I'm banging your girl. That's all right. You know, I'm banging this girl because that's far more interesting than hiking in the woods with a worthless dog. But that's me. Well, you know, I got I to gotta throw some shade there. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. We're, we're getting Tuscan Raider level now. Cut me deep, YouTubers. <laughs> so, kids, hey, we're at like two hours and 15 fucking minutes. I'm hungry. I don't know about Bull, but I'm fucking ready to eat. And apparently Nick never made it, so he might have died. Is all I'm thinking. But we're going to do a, an outro and call it a show. Yeah. <laughs>